take your day, just the current day, and write a headline. Yeah, that headline has to be up to 60 sad. characters. Sad, very sad. It could be a sad headline. Yeah. It yeah. could be, yay, I went to the gym for the first right. time in three months, which would be a great headline. Yeah. No it one's could writing be, that. It could be some... Yeah. But write, Got stuck in traffic. Write the headline, right? Okay. Now, once you write the headline, you got to start picking and choosing. Who says that meeting that person for lunch, or who says that yeah, your boss saying something, or who says that the new By project, the way, we what's... all write headlines. That's called Facebook, Snapchat. We all make our lives look so much better now than Now write a headline about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and suddenly you have to pick and choose the most Sexy important Sexy people fact. go to battle. Sexy Get people dirty. go to battle, for example, would Give be... Give high uh, fives and then kill each other. Yay! Factual. <laughs> Maybe missing some context, but all headlines have to miss context. This is the Mideast Beast Podcast. I am your host, Molly Livingstone, here in Jerusalem. Still just Jerusalem, by the way. We have the U.S. Embassy, but it is not Jerusalem, Israel, officially, as of yet. And here to confirm that is my interview today with Chaviv Rating Gur, political correspondent at Times of Israel. What's up with your name? You just made it up. Everybody's got to have a name. I know, but what's happening in yours? Chaviv is Israeli. I think it's Israeli. pretty baller. Do you? Yeah, it's Chaviv. Which Gull, is? And then there's this weird German name in the middle. Yeah, so let's just break down your plus, name. Plus, my parents come from America, so like none of it. Well, that's the plus. None of it makes sense. It's all a plus, absolutely. Well, the Chaviv is super Israeli. Yes. The Gore, isn't that mean a puppy in Hebrew? It is a cub. Yeah. So lion cub, various animal cubs. So they named you lion cub? They did not. No, uh, <laughs> we have an old family name on my mother's side, Gul Alye, who are... Um, Students of the Ari from Tzfat, the famous mystic from Tzfat uh, in the Middle Ages, and mm. when they left Tzfat and went to Eastern Europe, they took on the name Gur Aryeh, Gurei Ha'ari, the Cubs of the Lion. The Ari was his acronym. Then they made it a Disney um, movie, The Lion King. And they turned it into a Disney movie last name. <laughs> and uh, one of them made it over to the Western Hemisphere. And at some point, apparently changed the name to Gerard. And anyway, there's a name in the family. And so when my wife and I got married and we kind of thought and went looking for a Hebraicized name, we're kind of old school. So Gul was right there. It was a Hebrew name in the family. I, it's, I actually... So you just made everything up, which is good because you're a journalist no, and this no, is what we're going to talk about. Chaviv, my parents made up. I have a middle name, Asaf, you know, that my parents made up too. A lot of it your parents make up. Maybe you don't have parents. Maybe you're making that up too. That's true. You just came from the sky, fell down. That's the good version. That's the good version. Yeah. So you choose to be a journalist. Is that fair to say? I mean, yeah. I wasn't forced. Right. And you have a title that you've essentially made up. We didn't oh, make it up. I mean, it has to get approval from the editor. But the Times of Israel is pretty flexible. And, yeah, a lot um, of people would say that about what they read. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we're going to talk about all this because we're living in a day and age of alternative facts and what's real and not real. And the Mideast Beast, we always put it out there. We're satirical. So everything you read is basically a lie. But in this day and age, our lies almost seem like truth. I mean, it's hard to tell a headline from a headline. Yeah, things are pretty wacky at this point. And you having like a title that you kind of make up and then we wonder if you're making up your titles and headlines and your news itself. And not just you, I'm saying that as all news. So you're kind of in the hot seat, which is why I didn't want to tell you anything before we started. 
And we're done with that. So what's the question? He's yeah. walking is, away. Is, Come is, back. <laughs> the question is, is journalism true or false? Is that the question? Well, I think that's way too white or black in this day and age. I want to start with, first of all, so I asked if you chose to be journalist. You used to work for the Jewish agency? I used to work for the Jerusalem Post. I worked five Further? years Five years at the Jerusalem Post. No Jewish agency? Then I left the Jerusalem there Post for the Jewish agency. Okay. I was two years at the Jewish agency. Where you did? I was the spokesman. Mm. So you did swap journalism for the other side. The just dark for a little, side. Yeah. 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 It, and represented Jews? And represented, you know, the agency. And then we went back to the Times of Israel. Because? Um, Let's get personal real much, quick. Many more reasons than um, one was that I was not a good spokesman. Um, <laughs> I did not enjoy the sort of silly ego battles that I was having with other organizational spokespeople of the Israel Beitenu party, etc. We... It was a bit of a dramatic moment to the Jewish agency. The 90-year-old Aliyah department was shut down. It cost $105 million a year. And that stuff now costs something like $45 million a year, and there's no difference in Aliyah. So there was an Aliyah department that wasn't bringing Olim. New immigrants. And there's a whole policy thing. We we redid the whole Jewish agency, and I was sort of the spokesperson for that. And it was a lot of battles and a lot of silly battles against silly people who don't know the material. And so I was fighting with a minister of absorption, uh, who is the current minister of absorption, Sofa Landwehr, who just doesn't know the material. She doesn't know the information. It was essentially a fake fight over a fake issue. Mm. Over, so you then know, you decided to go into journalism, posturing. where so everything went, is real. So I went back to journalism. At a time when journalism was thriving. Look, journalism is thriving. Journalism is thriving. It is thriving. Yeah, you think so? There's unbelievable consumption of journalism. The world mm. is getting more literate, more more developed. More people are consuming more journalism. The trick is, the only thing we're not completely clear on is how anyone pays for it. That's what we don't know. But oh, we pay. Don't worry. We pay. What you're doing is certainly journal- satirical journalism is absolutely journalism. There's more of this. It's more accessible. Yeah, it's and people more get their news more from like shows like The Daily Show and Last Week Tonight. Right, and everyone complains about Fox News being very, you know, partisan, but Fox News is consumed massively. People love it, want it, hunger for it. MSNBC, when it it turns left-wing, really left-wing, it gets ratings. I mean, people want... But isn't that being sensational? Is that journalism? And also when you talk about journalism, there's social media. And social media has taken over, in my opinion what was classic journalism and the idea that it moved from paper to online and the 24-hour news channels can't compete with what's going online. So they all have like hashtags and Twitter me this and where's the real stuff? You talked about it going from fake at the Jewish agency to real, but I don't know. Do you think there's like, there is a real substance? That's such a big question that to, to try Thank and give so it much. a quick answer is is mm, is, is to do, do an injustice to you. So I'm going to just like go. Sound like a spokesperson. Uh, <laughs> Didn't answer the question. The good news is that there's reality. Oh, oh, great. Yeah. Where That's is this the reality news. you speak The good of? news is there is a reality. Like so, for there. example, it doesn't really matter how much the UN Human Rights Council oh my God, allows, that's one of my questions. allows Libya and Syria to criticize Israel for its treatment of the Palestinians as if Libya and Syria are somehow able to criticize anyone. It doesn't really matter that that happened because there's a reality. And the reality is the Israeli public consciousness, Palestinian public consciousness, these two peoples clashing in a deep and profound way. And that reality, if you're talking about the reality on the ground, then you matter. And if you don't, you don't matter. So in this 
it's funny because the more wait, the more wait. fake things get, the more mm. fake news, the more clever marketing people think they can manipulate elections and all of this. Actually, in a weird way, the clearer things are becoming. There's nothing new in what's happening. Yeah. America, for some reason, invaded Cuba and declared war on Spain in 1897 for no reason. For no reason. I think the historical consensus is a bunch of newspapers just decided it was a good story. Oh, I thought it was about cigars. Okay, fine. Cigars, that's a good enough, that's a better reason <laughs> than what most people concluded. And so there's nothing new about completely fake people clinging to their narratives. Nazism. Nazism sold people on a story that if you listen to it and you're not actually in it and invested in it emotionally, is silly, is stupid, is yeah, childish. But it, but it worked it and people worked. bought it. And there's so nothing new in this. But We're not in an age where things are turning fake we're but in you're an not age saying the holocaust didn't exist because nazism it was a reality it happened no i'm saying nazism engaged in a lot of fake storytelling right it's all propaganda that's what i'm saying okay so let's just talk about there's nothing new in this you okay. it's not just that there's nothing new in this but genghis being, khan did it the roman empire did it human yes, but beings they didn't have social beings. media that literally anyone anywhere can do it and it can be consumed and believed people have these alternative facts i mean even the president of the united states of america has his and if they believe that then how is that not reality? This might not be an important point. It feels like an important point to me. Mm. The Roman Empire, you see on the map how it expands and conquers most of Europe, all the way down to Arabia, North Africa, the entire Mediterranean. And in its expansions, which took place over 500 years, it never expanded according to its claim, according to its official ideology, in an offensive war. Every expansion, every conquest was always because someone attacked them and they had no choice. Everything was a defensive war, which is to say over 500 years, the Roman Empire lied to itself about the conquest of the known world. Mm. So again, Sounds like a girl who got broken up with. What are we? Right. What's new? There's nothing new. People, human beings, human beings do not approach politics, morality with rationality. They Great. don't. They never will. They never have. They, right. They it's don't. all emotions. It's all intuitions. Mm. It's all responses to experiences that they've had. It's all subjective. And it will always be subjective. And we keep rediscovering this, which is a little bit silly of us. So let me ask you, because you did this on Twitter And the by the way, day. there's still a value to truth and seriousness. And you can see it. So in this battle, and you're saying, oh, this is already stuff I know. Right now in Gaza, we have... What is clearly going on is some kind of maybe a protest. There are Hamas going to the front lines of Gaza where dozens have been killed, including children. And the stories are spinning. The headlines are going nuts. We at the Mideast Beast said a really funny headline, if I can find it. It was about Hamas saying they are going to be officially the unarmed people or whatever, unarmed protesters, because mm -hmm. it's so absurd that mm -hmm. this is what we're dealing with. I see you on Twitter had a fight with somebody about that as well. And I'm Impossible. Sure you have <laughs> I would never fight anyone on Twitter. <laughs> you consistently I'm sure dealing with issues like this when you write your articles or your opinions or you also lecture, you must deal with this all the time. So how do you get the truth out there? What is the truth? Is it not truthful that dozens died? Well, dozens died. I mean, I, I don't think there's disagreement on that. I think there is. 
the fact that dozens died, I don't think there's disagreement on, whether they deserve to die, whether they were Hamas mm. fighters pushing civilians to the border to get them killed, and therefore deserve to die according to international law. And how do you know what the truth is? Where's the reality? Right. So I don't know the objective, historical, absolute truth. If I did, I suspect I would be a very confused person. I suspect the truth is vast, and I don't know if I could contain it in my human mind. But I do know that there are falsehoods. This is something we learned from Maimonides. I'm just going to name drop. Oh, you're going to okay. be, gonna be Jewish like right the now. The whole thing. Okay. Maimonides writes about the search for ultimate truth for God. And he says it's ultimate truth you can't achieve, but you can identify lies and toss them overboard. And by identifying lies, you start to begin to discern the direction of truth. We can find lies and throw them overboard. And that's really the function of journalism done right. Many journalists are way too invested in their stories to do journalism, right? Correct, which is the opposite of journalism. Which should be the opposite of journalism. You're supposed to tell the, the story, of, not be in it. Right. In the case of Fox News or MSNBC, or in the Israel's case, just about every single newspaper in Israel, but the most dramatic and obvious examples would be Israel Hayom and Haaretz, which are self-proclaimed partisans. But journalism done right is journalism that's self-critical. That's really our only social function. We have to criticize, we have to criticize ourselves, and we have to criticize what's happening around us. And when you start to criticize what's happening around us, you start to notice certain things. You start to notice, for example, that Hamas really is trying to get Gazans killed. And not because Hamas are stupid, but because Hamas understand they have no other force multiplier against very, very powerful enemies on all sides. Enemies that they have made. When you start to deal with that, when you start to be self-critical, you start noticing that Gaza really is suffering terribly, terribly suffering, especially since 2014. There's been an Israeli blockade since 2007 when Hamas took over. In 2014, the border with Egypt was shut down. And since then, Gazans don't have electricity most of the day. I mean, genuine suffering, not Somalia suffering, but certainly nothing that any Westerner understands or would ever allow themselves to experience. And so all of these are true, Everything is true. Most of the things being said are true. And the question really becomes where you put the weight. Is it more important that Hamas is holding Gazans hostage? Or is it more important that Gazans are suffering and maybe Israel has some way to help with that just because Israel is so much richer than anyone else in the region? So then you have to attack Israel in the headlines? Because that's what happened. The question is where you put the weight. The people attacking Israel in the headlines as if Israel is just wantonly massacring Gazans are stupid. Right. And, and they're lying. Mm. And, and it's okay that they're stupid and lying. That's what people do. But that's journalists. I mean, you re- I don't read about Egypt's border being shut down. And I'm sure they kill them by the droves as well over there with like no remorse, by the way. There's not much remorse in yeah. Egypt. They're and yet Currently no headline about destroying it. homes and bombing places and right. killing people in Sinai in the war against Islamic State. And it occasionally right. earns some report from Amnesty or Human Rights Watch. Very, very little journalism. But then I'm confused with what you said because that's reality. That's really happening. And yet... How do we know that's reality if we're never going to hear about it? So I have one thing to say in defense and, and one thing to say really in condemnation. In defense of journalists, the journalistic act is the act of picking and choosing the rel- what's more important. You have to write a headline. Now, every listener should just try this as an exercise. Take your day, just the current day, and write a headline. Yeah, that headline has to be up to 60 sad. characters. Sad, very sad. It could be a sad headline. Yeah. It yeah. could be, yay, I went to the gym for the first right. time in three months, which would be a great headline. Yeah, no it one's could writing be, that. It could be some yeah. 
But write, Got stuck in traffic. write the headline, right? Again. Now, once you write the headline, you got to start picking and choosing. Who says that meeting that person for lunch or who says that yeah, your boss that, saying something? Or who says that the new By project, the way, we all write headlines. That's called Facebook, Snapchat. We all make our lives look so much better now than Now write a headline about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And suddenly you have to pick and choose the most sexy important Sexy people fact. go to battle. Sexy Get people dirty. go to battle, for example, would Give be... Give high uh, fives and then kill each other. Yay! Factual. <laughs> Maybe missing some context, but all headlines <laughs> have to miss context. And so that's in defense of journalists. They have to make that choices. That was in defense, Jesus. That was okay. in defense, yes. They have to make choices. What are you going to do? You can't have stories without headlines. You're not going to start in 14 paragraphs in on a 4,000-word story. Definitely but, but, but they but. suck at it. They're really terrible at it. What? They don't believe that their job is to, mostly, many, many journalists are phenomenal. I have certain heroes in journalism that I admire. Give me one. Heroes in journalism that I admire? Well, obviously, the first one is my boss. Oh, um, my. That's You're the number just one. You're to get a pay raise right there. Uh, He's not going to listen to I, this, David I'm not going to turn down a pay raise. Because <laughs> uh, it would be the first time in seven years anyone wanted to give you and, one. Uh, but, but, I mean, if people are into, I mean, I mostly read in the Hebrew press. And in the Hebrew press, there's some phenomenal journalists. A former journalist, Zev Shif at Haaretz, a certain Amos Harel at Haaretz. You there just are, condemned them earlier. There are people in Yediot. There are people in Mariv. There's so Tal Schneider at Globes. There's phenomenal journalists. They don't want to write headlines. That's what you're saying. They want to just give... They tell real, powerful, interesting stories. And no one will read and them. And they are capable emotionally of telling a different story the next week. One of our problems is journalists all tell the same damn story every damn day. Mm. And they don't understand new stories. They don't understand complexity. So they will go to Gaza, write about the suffering Gazans, and forget about the Egyptian border that's shut down. Right. They will go to Gaza, write about Gazans, and forget about Hamas. It's easy to write about Israel. By the way, Israel's not going to jail you. Hamas might. In, you mean yeah. we have freedom of the we press, freedom, freedom of, the of press, speech. We have satellite mm-hmm. link up. We have a lot of conveniences right. you can't that get make away journalism that here a lot easier than in the Congo. Even though in the Congo there might be much more suffering here, it's just so much easier and right. cheaper and more convenient. And you can sip your lattes while covering this great, you know, terrible war. CC over there, which is ISIS backwards. He's the president. Is it the president of Egypt? Okay. There was a daily show guy. They had their own show over there. I can't remember his name right now. He's hilarious. He was essentially... Yusuf. Yusuf something. something. He, he was I also a doctor. Something. He became this. And he had a show and just kept getting like in trouble, arrested, jailed. And, and now had he to lives, leave. Yeah, he lives in America. Yeah. I think he's at Harvard teaching. Yeah, and he had to leave. And it's okay. You know, it's okay that the world doesn't come down hard on Egypt because it has low expectations. Egypt, Egypt. Syria, it's okay. any other it's country. Okay. But it gets a little problematic when the world doesn't actually care about Palestinian suffering. Right. And it really only cares about Israeli malfeasance, Israeli perfidy. Whoa, and that's, that's a, a problem because, yeah, it's fun to spell. And that's a problem because <laughs> the Palestinians are getting screwed every which way. Mm, that's what and she the said. Is, and the Israelis are um, not very sympathetic, certainly not sympathetic enough, in my belief, Ooh. to the Palestinian suffering. Interesting. And you say in that. part because they think the Palestinian suffering was caused to the Palestinians by the suffering the Palestinians inflicted on Israelis. And so the Israelis and Palestinians really have very little sympathy for each other. But Palestinian suffering is immense. And for example, we now know just this week that the Yarmouk refugee camp, the Palestinian refugee camp in Syria, was it was something like 150,000 residents. There are now several hundred that remain. They're all refugees or dead. And none of them are willing to come back, even though this week the government forces took back the Yarmouk camp. Come back to where? There? To the Yarmouk camp. Well, why would they go back? The Yarmouk camp, it's called a refugee camp, but it was in fact a, a pretty prosperous town. Right. And now it's just destroyed. 
Now that's 150,000 Palestinians with nowhere to go. And Syria destroyed massive this. Tr- the Syrian Assad. army, the Islamic State controlled mm. it for a while. All the bad, every side there is bad guys. It's not like if it got taken over by someone else, suddenly everything's great. It's like you got taken over by one bad guy and then another bad guy. Yeah, which is everything. They're suffering terribly. They have nowhere to go. And they can't go back because there's it's all destroyed. There's no infrastructure. There's no sewers. There's no electricity. There's nothing. And that doesn't register. It doesn't register on the moral sort of yeah. moral whatever register of the world. Yeah, if we knew that word, and, we'd um, register. Right. And when Egypt really starts the massive... It, Gaza was not a humanitarian crisis in 2012 under the Israeli blockade. You literally could get KFC in Gaza from Sinai. <laughs> Until the Egyptian blockade in 2014, which begins because Hamas decides that the Gazans have it so good that they can enter the Egyptian civil war. And they go into the Egyptian civil war on the side of the Muslim Brotherhood. And then the army wins that civil war and Egypt shuts that board. So you can't tell the Palestinian suffering story as a story of Israel doing it to the Palestinians. You have to tell that story. Israel's doing things to the Palestinians. But if you think that that's it, the massive Palestinian suffering today is happening in Syria. Not even in Gaza. And the Gazan suffering is a lot more a question of Egypt. If aid does come through, it comes through Israel. It doesn't come through. And Hamas is is holding them hostage. Even if Israel hands them everything, they're still going to be suffering and devastated. And so you need a much more serious... My point to your original, original question 45 years ago is that no matter how much we trade in our little fantasies and our little narratives and our little intuitions... At the end of the day, reality rears its ugly head. Uh, and you don't actually fix anything unless <laughs> you face reality. This is so depressing. And so the world is depressing. At the same time, because we more and more are facing reality and more and more are capable of fixing the world, the world is in a better shape than it's ever been. Literacy is more widespread than it's ever been. I feel like you Health. have multiple personalities and I've seen a few. Here. Welcome to reality. <laughs> I want to end on a like a that high, was it? A high That's note. super short. I know it was. It was How fat. do you have conversations so short? I mean, it felt you're interviewing short for Israelis. You, I know. Well, then we'd have to like go to a cafe, and you'd have to talk a lot about nothing. Then you'd have to tell me everything's okay when it wasn't. Then we get in a fight. Then it'd be fine. Then it'd start over. Let's do true or false. You tell me true or false. Ready? Eurovision will be held in Jerusalem next year. True or false? True. Mm, interesting. Iran is going to build the bomb, the nuclear bomb. True or false? He fell asleep. We're still at 70% true. You can't do true or false as 70 or 50 or Well, 20. I mean, Just Iran has true to... True or make, false? I don't think Iran's decided. Oh, if oh. I had to pet my pension sure on it, I would bet that, yes, there will be okay. a bomb. Bill. Trump will be reelected? False. Netanyahu will go to jail? False. Hmm. There will be a woman mayor of Jerusalem. Very, very false. How dare you? Unfortunately. Gay marriage in Israel? True or false? There already is. No, no, no. Like legally, come on. Not this like civil union garbage. Or this is the, you this come over from America and you were gay there, so you get to have a gay certificate. This is the gap between reality and talking. We have completely free religious lives and the most restrictive state religious hierarchy in the Western world. Yeah. Yeah. So that's false. Because the, we don't pay attention to the restrictive state religious hierarchy. I married, a, a, I'm Jewish. I married a Jewish woman. We're both the children of rabbis. Our wedding, which was an Orthodox wedding in Israel, didn't have the rabbinate because the rabbinate can go fuck itself. Ooh. And that's most Israeli Jews. Amazing. And in that sense, especially with recognition retroactively by the courts of everything for gays, including every as long as there's cohabitation. I mean, this is the institution of Yeduim Bitzibul, 
which I don't know how that? to translate. Yeah. But basically, today, under Israeli public? law today, and it's almost entirely created by jurisprudence over the last 50 years, if two gay Israelis live together and share their financials together and have sex together, which is kind of the ancient classic definition of marriage, then when they split up, they can sue each other for things like alimony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and all nice, have, but that's not marriage without the certificate and the tax benefits. And I don't want to get into this because this was supposed to be Lots true or false, people. and you're being Jewish on me and like taking it apart. In and the, now that I know you have a rabbi as a In that parent, sense, no in the sense of official, recognized, defined, no, that's a false. But this is a country with no right to free speech in law. Okay, Ariel Sharon. That still has free speech. So Ariel Sharon, they, dead or alive? True or false? Is he alive? No, he's dead. Oh, that was an easy false. He's the dead. UN truly cares? No, never, not false. for a second. Okay, Saudi Arabia will let women drive in June? Probably. Mm. Yes, yeah, I guess yes. I guess yes. With limitations, but yes. Final question. Falafel makes Jews gassier. True or false? God forbid. False. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's true, it can't be true. Of all the things, things we talked about, be that allowed, God forbid. Things that can't be allowed to be true. And all right. that's one of them. Chaviv, Gore, you little pet you. I want to thank you so much for joining me. Obviously, we didn't have enough time. That way I can get you back in I got like again. four more speeches. I you know, that was just it. one of them. I'm scared so. for what's coming to me. You have to save that sermon for the next uh, royal wedding, you know, and then you can bring out your tablet and exactly. just spout out whatever you want. Um, I love that guy. He was amazing. Of course, that makes everything better. That's what we should have is like that guy on a loudspeaker in Gaza. I digress. But you digress. I just wanted to thank you. (laughs) If we want to follow you online, see what you're ranting about or not ranting, how can we learn more about you? You can go to Twitter, Chaviv Retig Gore, but I do fight people there. So it's not for the... uh, At the beginning of the interview, you said, I don't fight on Twitter. It's not for the easily bored. I lied. That was a journalistic journalistic lie. Uh, Don't go there if you don't like fighting or if you're easily bored. And you can find us also. We're at Twitter at Mideast Beasties. And we're online at the Mideast Beast. And we have to thank our editor who had to sit through this today, Scott Kahn. Uh, Thank you, Scott. He's going to cut out the part where you lied. Well, then there'd be two minutes of the show. So I want to thank you so much. Anyways, I hope you do come back because there is more to talk about. This has been another episode of the Mideast Beast podcast. 